Welcome to the Places Where We Go podcast. Hello, I'm Julie. And I'm Art. We're the hosts of the Places Where We Go podcast. Join us as we share our travel stories. We'll tell you about where we've been, what we saw, and what we did. We're always looking for a bit of an adventure. Sometimes we travel far. Sometimes we explore the places in our own local backyard. Wherever we go, we'll let you know about the highlights and top tips to help you plan your future adventures. This is the Places Where We Go podcast. And we're back for a special edition. Julie, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. Yes, and this is our one-year anniversary of owning our Airstream. Yes. Thai Ariane. Yes, which means Silver House in Welsh. Yes. So a year ago, we had an episode that was talking about our Plan B travel for the Corona year. And I think at that time we must have spoken about the Airstream, but we actually, we we purchased the Airstream about a year ago. So Mm -hmm. our travel during the past year, we haven't stopped traveling, but it's been different for us. And one of the big ways it's been different is doing so much of it in the comfort of a travel trailer. Our second house. So we thought we would take this opportunity to share with people who listen to the show what that's been like. So if you've never owned an RV and have been interested in it we'll share with you what it's been like for us during our first year and if you are somebody who travels this way and if you like to poke fun at the newbies <laughs> we're just coming <laughs> off our first year so it's been it's been interesting to say the least yeah so we both as children never grew up in the type of families that had RVs or went camping for that matter. Yeah. My dad was a big outdoors guy, but he had 11 children and I don't think it ever really panned out that way for him. We did do a couple of camping trips. My dad did, I think more with the boys than with the girls. Mm-hmm. There was such a wide age gap between the younger girls. So I think I'm the one that got the most taste of my dad's outdoor lifestyle yeah but since the time you and i have known each other from year one up until last year we've always also done quite a lot of camping but in in a tent yes so we've had a lot of camping experience yes so so coming from these backgrounds we as a couple decided that we were going to enjoy that lifestyle and we started camping especially at sequoia national park which we loved in our tent most in our tent yeah yeah i never thought that i would have an rv that was my doing it was your well your influence and partly because when over the years when i thought about the economics of that because i'm a big numbers person i never thought that the math would work Right. And it made sense to me when you you would go through that, those equations, and I would agree with you. Yeah. It just didn't work. Yeah. But when I think about where we are in our life today and the amount of travel that we can do, which is a lot more than 20, 30 years ago. Right. Because when I first started working, you know, my first year at my real job, I had zero vacation days. And I think the second year, I got five vacation days. So in that kind of a world... Owning something that you can never enjoy didn't make any sense. And Mm -hmm. you fast forward to today, 
I've got much more time available to me that I can use you and I to go vacation. And then coupled with the decision that we made to buy an Airstream, which among the travel trailer world probably retains value better than any other Mm -hmm. such RV. When I crunch the numbers today, the comparison of what it would cost us to stay in hotels in the places that we've gone to versus how much we spend to stay at a campsite and knowing long-term there's a high likelihood that we'll retain a good chunk of what we put into the airstream you know the economics became different for us and then Mm -hmm. you add on the COVID year right different world yeah changed it's changed our whole perspective our decision to purchase an airstream was a personal one we were very much drawn towards it. Now, this is the higher pricey type of RV. And being that we were older, we had the ability to do so. But I would suggest if anybody has interest in the RV lifestyle and you want to purchase something that's another model, um, whatever suits you and your your family and, and how you're set up, I would say go for it. We did a lot of looking and we waited a long long time before we pulled the trigger. For me, when I think about when we started to get serious about this, because we've had our eye on Airstreams for a few years. And I think it was about two years ago that you and I went to the RV show in Southern California for the first time, took a look at the variety of trailers that were out there. I remember at that show... The Airstream company, they only had, I think it was like two Airstreams on the lot. And the one that was like the bigger model had the twin beds. And so I remember walking away from that. I didn't know that, you know, they had all these different layouts. I just remember seeing twin beds. I wasn't interested in that. And remember looking at some other trailers and it just kind of planted the seed we were Mm -hmm. thinking Mm -hmm. about it and then we had the experience where you and I went camping with some friends where we stayed in their trailer up in by Solvang California and one day we were driving into the town of Solvang and lo and behold there happened to be an Airstream dealer on the side of the road and so we pulled the car over Lisa pulled the car over and almost killed us that was the first time I think we had an opportunity to see a good variety of Airstreams and um man they look nice yes yes all different styles layouts they had good 20 30 airstreams on the lot so it was was fun but then we saw the price tag and that was not so much fun because these were all new i think pretty much Mm -hmm. so you know pricier trailers still kept thinking that Maybe this is something that we're going to do, continue to look at some other options. We we were looking at Lance. That was kind of the next contender. One of the models had a similar layout to the Airstream. So it interests us. And we also were looking for something that didn't have a slide out. And that was a rarity to find in other models. And this Lance just kind of popped out at us. So we we started kind of looking into Lance and what uh, that would offer us. Because we were looking at that layout where you've got the bed on one end of the trailer and then a dinette on the other and no slide. So not a whole lot of options, Mm -hmm. but Airstream um, did offer a beautiful, several beautiful options like that. And then we ended up somehow coming across this place in Northern California called A to Z Motors that specializes in selling used Airstreams. 
And I remember we spent a few months just watching the inventory, what was coming in, what was on the lot. And it seemed that almost week to week, there would be something new coming. So you and I had finally decided that we were interested in a 27 foot Airstream because we really, really liked that configuration. Mm-hmm. We liked the way the bed is laid out in there because it as you have space to, on both sides of the bed, so you're not crawling over right. the other person that's right. on the uh, end of the bed. Yeah, so the new Airstream, price-wise, that was really pushing it for us. But when we started thinking about, hey, we might be able to make this happen with a used Airstream, mm-hmm. it was A to Z Motors that finally uh, had something on the lot that made sense for us. Yeah. And um, the gentleman there who runs the place, Vince Cardinal, was able to work with us via FaceTime to mm-hmm. show us a few models. And we landed on one and made the trip up there. And Well, we purchased without seeing, which is highly unusual for us. Super unusual yeah. for us. Yeah. But we had spent so much time thinking about this when we finally found something where we thought, hey, this looks like it's going to suit us financially, the mm-hmm. right model, et cetera. We just said, hey, we're going to pull the trigger. And yeah. I think we had a really good feeling working with Vince. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. So just over a year ago, it was actually February 2020, we drove up there. Vince was great. He spent a few hours with us, walking us through the whole unit, telling us how to use it. He had us hitch up, unhitch, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So we got some hands-on experience doing that. Now, mind you, you and I are two people that have never in our entire lives ever had to hitch up a trailer to anything. Much less tow it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was that anticipation of finally getting through this process of learning about the trailer and learning how to hitch up and then driving away with this trailer out of this lot who had a little precarious ditch that the road went over and it didn't seem like there was a lot of space to even get out. So we didn't know how to maneuver. We didn't know. We we knew basics because we had asked people that did own trailers or read some stuff about how to turn and take advantage of your turn radius to get the trailer out safely. And so we, we knew all this stuff in our head, but actually doing it is quite another story. Yeah. So you, after our review of the camper and the last hitch up, we were ready to go. So when we left A to Z Motors on our way home, I think that first experience towing the trailer to date, that was the most nerve wracking experience. Yeah. It was nail biting. I mean, you were white knuckling it. Yeah. With on the steering wheel. Because you've got this much wider thing behind you. And again, never having towed, wasn't sure how it was positioned in the lane and leaving Northern California. We had a stretch there, like going through kind of close to the Sacramento area where it was a little more congested. So definitely a kind of that white knuckle experience, like you mentioned. But I'll say the one thing that from that time up until now has made the towing process manageable for me and somewhat comfortable is we had a rear view camera installed. So when when we're in the truck, there's a camera on the back of the trailer that allows us to see what's behind us on the road. And that, I can't tell you how helpful that is because Mm -hmm. when you're trying to navigate a lane change, 
to be able to see what's yeah. behind you makes it a whole lot more comfortable than if you're just relying on mirrors, I yeah. suppose. It is quite a learning process. Yeah. I'm much more comfortable with mirrors now too. At first I had no idea as I looked in a mirror, I couldn't process in my brain the um, perception of where the trailer was and how far it was going back. Yeah. It's very hard to process, mm -hmm. but over time, and keep going out in the trailer. We've learned, our brains have been conditioned to learn where the trailer sits in relation to our truck and we're much more comfortable yeah. with that. So let me ask you this. So we've had the trailer for a year now. Mm -hmm. When you think about what your expectations were, like what you thought it would be like to travel in a trailer, to have the trailer, how has this last year been for you relative to your expectations? For me, the expectations have been met. We had our first stop, taking it home from A to Z Motors, at a truck stop. And we pulled in to there with nothing in the trailer, nothing, no hookups. I don't even know if we had bedding. I don't think we even had bedding. I think we brought some, brought some blankets. And we just stayed overnight there, used the restroom at the uh, truck stop, and we moved on from there. But that was very different. And a little nerve wracking because I wasn't sure how safe we were really. So that was just a bit nerve wracking. I think you felt a little more safer than I did because there was truckers all around us. So yeah, but, but you also had that all night long, the, the noise of the trucks running to keep right. the rigs going. And, and there was noises from the airstream that we couldn't figure out. Yes. So we were like, what is this noise and why is it? But and we found out later it was the fan from the inverter that was running all night. Yeah. So, you know, you learn things as you go. And we had a lot of calls to Vince. And that's another thing I'll say that's been great having purchased this from A to Z Motors and with Vince. We have over the past year, there's probably been close to a handful of times where we've been on the road and have had this strange thing happen, you know, something different here, something different there. And every single time that we've called Vince, he's picked up the phone immediately and walked us through what it is mm -hmm. that we've needed to know. Mm -hmm. So I think about there's some people you could buy something from, be it a car, be it, you know, whatever. And the experience sometimes is after you buy it, Hey, buddy, you're on your own after that. It was great doing business with you, but, you know, I don't have a service contract with you or whatever. And Vince has consistently been there for us to answer questions. So that just reinforces how pleased I am that we ended up buying from him. And as we've gone through this year, it took no time at all for the trailer for our Airstream to feel like a second home. Okay. So a little different for me because you walked into this with much more anticipation than I did. I think it took me a, a longer while to warm up to it and have it feel like home. And it's even like, you know, I think about there's been a few times over the years, not many, but where we've moved from one house to another house. And it's always taken me a certain period of time for the next house to feel like home. In some cases, it's been a few months. But with the Airstream, the thing I remember about having that feeling, the, the last trip that you and I took, which was to Santa Barbara, that's the one where absolutely for sure it felt like 
second home to me. Oh, it felt I, comfortable. Yeah. I know you were there before me. I yeah, I was there before yeah. you, way before you. But um, I, I am now. I'm, I'm I'm there with you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Let's talk about what we've done this past year. So again, we've owned it for the for a year. And we've seen a few things. Yes, we have. And we had got um, purchased in February. And in March, the lockdowns began for the uh, COVID pandemic. So that was quite an interesting, somewhat of a shock to our plans. Because we had this new trailer. And yeah. then we found out a few weeks later, we can't go anywhere. We can't even go anywhere. So down. it was one of those, oh, crap moment. But we adjusted. I think we just kind of adjusted. And we said, okay. Let's let this play out and see when we can take it out next and kind of just watch and watch and watch. And it took a while before we could do anything. Yeah. But I think it was like within a month of lockdown, the first lockdown, we learned that a couple of the national parks in Utah were opening. And I jumped on that immediately. I mean, as soon as I heard the news, I think within probably an hour. Yeah. We had places booked. Yeah. We didn't uh, stop looking. We kept searching for anything that would open up and Utah was the place. Yep. And both of us had not been to these national parks. So it was another new experience Mm -hmm. for us. We had some, I did anyway, I don't know about you, some anxiety about driving to Utah that it was a little bit because we really hadn't done anything I mean we hadn't gone anywhere just driving home that's all we had done that would be our first actual vacation travel with the trailer yeah Yeah. and it turned out to be fantastic yeah it was wonderful we know a few people with trailers and there's at least one couple that I can think of that the few times that they've towed their trailer there's always the story of how uncomfortable the ride has been. And I think it's because their hitch situation isn't set up right. Mm -hmm. I go back to Vince again. I mean, he he meticulously set up our hitch. And like when we tow the Airstream, we're driving the truck. I can almost, almost never feel that we're towing anything. I don't feel any sway. I don't feel anything funky. I know that the Airstream is back there and I look in the rear view camera and, and I can see stuff. But... We drove all the way from Southern California to Utah, and it was smooth yeah. the whole way there, the whole way back. Yeah, weather yeah. was good. It just, it was just like everything was working out for us. Yeah, and we also never backed up the trailers, so we made it a point to get pull through sites. Yeah, so we wouldn't have to back up the trailer. Yeah. So first year we've gone to several places. We had a couple of weeks in Utah where we visited Zion and Bryce with layovers in Las Vegas. We went to Pismo Beach, California, Mm -hmm. another pull-through site. We spent one of the hottest days on record in Southern California at a county park in Fillmore, California, where we baked in the trailer at 115 degrees. Yes, and the breaker only went off once. Yeah, so it was nice to have the air conditioner because we sure Mm -hmm. used it. And then we would have our first camping where there was a couple of things new. One, we had to back into a Mm -hmm. site. And then we also well, we did had, that in Fillmore. We had to back in. Oh, we did. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So we've backed up twice. So yeah. Fillmore was the first success. The second one was at El Capitan State mm-hmm. Beach, just and north of Santa Barbara. And you did both. You yeah. backed both of those. Yeah. In. Just north of Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. And that one also, the, the hookups, there was no electric or a sewer. Santa Barbara. El Capitan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. El Capitan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is the trip that we learned. Yes. So talking about, we'll talk about learning moments in a bit. 
We learned that if we plan to boondock in the future, which would be like where you don't have the hookups, this couple that does this podcast is in need of buying a generator because <laughs> yes. we drained our battery. Yes, and we had learned that the batteries were bad. So we did have to replace the batteries already. Yeah. But uh, when we are boondocking or have no hookups, we want the backup generator. Mm -hmm. So if the batteries start getting low, we can charge them up again and not have to worry about losing power. Yeah. So you and I actually just decided, I think two days ago on the, the model generator that we're looking to purchase, which, mm -hmm. which is going to be the Honda 2200. But we've got our eye on a version of it that is powered off of propane. Mm -hmm. So we're just waiting for that to get back in stock. And the day that gets back in stock, we are going to pull the trigger on that because we are booked for El Capitan this summer. So yeah. that'll be with the generator. And then we've also camped in Death Valley mm -hmm. right after Christmas, which was a wonderful trip. And most recently in Santa Barbara. So that first year, at least a good half dozen trips. Mm -hmm. So we're getting some use out of our... Airstream. Yes. Let's talk about, and you already mentioned that having the trailer exceeded your expectations. Anything in specific that was a factor in how your expectations were exceeded? Because I've got a couple. I think it was pretty much that childhood dream was fulfilled. You know, it mm. was like my dad had always talked about traveling in a trailer. He actually bought one, but he never got anywhere with it. Just the driveway. It just sat on the driveway. So it was kind of one of those things that I thought... I always wanted to do because my dad talked it up so much and the dream was fulfilled. So that was nice. And the fact that you can go to places like Zion and Bryce Canyon and all these gorgeous places and have your own little home, your own bathrooms, your own, you know, your own shower, sleep in the, your own bed, that has been fantastic i love that aspect yeah. of it see and for me i think that's the thing that worked for me the best because mm -hmm. as you know and as i've mentioned before on the podcast i am a massive germaphobe you're so, not massive no, no i am how, how many other people do you know that when they travel to a hotel bring this little sacky thing that they put which themselves... doesn't work by the way you still get germs all over you well but... <laughs> It eases my mental phobia of germs. I mean, nobody, I don't know anybody else who does that. You know what? You have gone without that at times and you've kind a, of... A few times. You've kind of just went... You were a trooper. Although you'd never get under the covers. You kind of no. freeze your at butt a, off. At a hotel? Top. Never. Yeah. Nope. No. I mean, it's, it's a rare hotel that I'll get under the covers. It's got to be <laughs> one of those posh places, which we don't stay at very often. But if it's your run-of-the-mill hotel motel i am uncomfortable in hotel beds i've seen glimpses of that dave ramsey was it dave ramsey no gordon ramsey show la hotel nightmares yeah where they do the black lights mm -hmm. and ugh. uh <laughs> hotel bathrooms don't get me started so yeah having our own place where we sleep in our own bed yeah. our own bathroom our own kitchen facility mm -hmm. that's been wonderful mm -hmm. so that part i've i've loved with the trailer yeah, and then again, this last year, totally different environment, you know, this COVID world. So I think we lucked out in that, and we had no idea that the world was going to change the way it did. But February Nobody did. 2020, we bought the trailer. 
And then the world learned that airline travel pretty much ceased compared to what it's been. We were supposed to go to Montana and they canceled out. Yeah. Well, Glacier did actually. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, just, you know, people's flying on airplanes just plummeted. Mm -hmm. I mean, and as a result, at least in the United States, people who are traveling are doing things more domestically than internationally. So that's put a strain on being able to get campsites. Mm -hmm. They're harder to get today than they would have been before COVID. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that happened is RV sales have also increased dramatically. So if we didn't buy the Airstream when we did, and we were going to look at it now, I bet you we'd be paying at least ten to fifteen thousand dollars more yeah. just because of you know supply right. and demand. See, aren't you glad? We had originally decided, yeah. you know, we found this particular airstream and I think initially we kind of backed out again. We were kinda of like, oh, maybe not this year, maybe next year. Cause, you know, your work situation, me watching the kids, I think we just kind of said, let's just wait. And my need for it or whatever my wanting it, it was just a perfect, it was the one that I wanted. And so I just went back to you and I said, I think we should do it. Yeah. And, and the and, price was very yeah, attractive, yeah. especially when, when compared to what a new one cost. I yeah. mean, probably not quite yeah. half the price of a, of a new model. Yeah. But and some, you, you were right there too, because you immediately contacted Vince. Yeah. I think we're at that point. I am at least in my life, knowing that, you know, we're not super young we're also not senior citizens, but if we were going to do this, that we'd want time to enjoy it mm-hmm. and just kind of where we are age-wise, life-wise, the, the timing was right. Yeah. And it yeah. turned out to be a little more than right yeah. the, way, the way things worked yeah. out. Let's talk about learning moments because we've had a oh, few. Oh, we've had a f- quite a few. Yeah. The biggest learning moment for me was when I finally got behind the truck wheel, the steering wheel, and drove with the trailer i was a little anxious because it was a new thing but i was pretty confident i could do it so there are a lot of learning moments in in hauling and and pulling a trailer just the feel of it learning perception of where your trailer sits in relationship because i always got a sense that the trailer was so far behind us and it wasn't. So I finally learned that where it sits in relation to the truck. And that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. Learning new types of processes on learning how to use propane, the different, it's a tiny little water heater. And you've got to learn to not, it's not like a home home. You don't have these gigantic water heaters. You have this tiny one that has a little bit of water so you could use up your hot water fast. Mm -hmm. So you have to adjust your thinking on taking showers and on doing all these kind of things because you'll run out of hot water pretty quick. Cooking in the uh, Airstream is extremely different. It's it's using propane and we've had some issues with our stovetop. So we've had to adjust to that, Mm -hmm. but it is quite a different cooking experience. It's not like a home. Again, everything seems miniaturized to a home. Yeah. So you have to learn how to adjust to but, that. But it still works. We, oh, it works great. We, yeah, which has been another nice thing. is like when we did that Utah trip, we probably ate out out of a two-week period, I think twice. Twice, I think. Both in Las it. Vegas. But we both, that's, we like it that way. Yeah. I mean, that's us. So that, that was convenient to have our own food prepared the yeah. way we like it. And um, 
still learning, but we had that one experience in El Capitan where we had to boondock it. We didn't have electric, water, or sewer. So it was it was all boondocking. That was an amazing experience. Well, that was a big learning the experience. The big learning moment there was when the awning was out and I went to put it back in and the thing didn't move. Yeah, you were blaming our grandchildren. They were pushing you, buttons and... You... That there was another call to Vince. <laughs> yes, and he answered. Who helped us out, yeah. but we had, by that point, drained the battery. Yeah. So we ended up hooking up the truck to the trailer, yeah. connecting the uh, electric thing to the back of the mm-hmm. truck, which gave power to the trailer, so we could at least put the awning back in. But after that, we were... The rest of the trip, yeah. we were on flashlights and... Uh, yeah, I think we the were camping... leaving the next morning, but yeah. it was interesting. Yeah, That was a little stressful. For me. No, it was. For me. It was because I didn't expect that. Yeah. But it was also a big learning experience. Yeah. And I'm glad it happened there because that yeah. was planned to be a very short trip. I think mm-hmm. um, two nights. And we drained the battery right before night number two. So mm-hmm. it would have been a lot worse if we had planned a trip like that for a longer mm-hmm. period of time. Mm-hmm. But now we know kind of what to do for next time. We're mm-hmm. in a place without power hookups. Mm-hmm. And now we have to deal with the jack issue because we've got a jack that's not working properly. Yes. So we learned some stuff from that. We had to find out how to manually crank the jack. So that was another learning experience. So just things like that Mm -hmm. and learning how to pack it, the the RV to make it work best for you. And any tips that you have on packing the trailer? Because the trailer is, as they say, it's like a small earthquake as you're driving it down the road use different baskets, bins, whatever works that fit in that space to try to keep things from containing and just shooting out all over the place. That's a big one because you, you go in and you you see the earthquake happen yeah. after. I've got four learning moments or learning aids. I'm going to blow through them pretty quickly. Number one, YouTube. We have watched so many YouTubes on people who have RVs and for me, that's been helpful to learn throughout this year, you know, tips on, you know, tips on backing up the trailer, tips on things like our generator decision that we're going to get, all kinds of things. And we started by watching just about everybody under the sun that we were finding on YouTube. And we finally landed on, I think the two that we watched the most, give them a plug, mm-hmm. Long Long Honeymoon. I really like their videos that they produce because a lot Mm -hmm. of them are educational and Mm -hmm. helpful Mm -hmm. and come from a lot of real world experience that's practical Mm -hmm. and then there's they they have an airstream too so they do yes so it's very kind of personalized Mm -hmm. for us almost Mm -hmm. and then the other ones we watch less junk more journey yeah who at one point in time had an airstream and they've kind of gone through all kinds of different rigs but i also find them to be somewhat practical too so educational they like to tell you how to do things when there's problems or where they're at they give great advice on what to do in the area and they have two kids too so that's interesting so youtube has been helpful for me, checklists have been very helpful. So I still, you know, every time we go out, I've got my checklist and that just helps me make sure when we're leaving to go camping, when we're departing our place, 
just to make sure that, that we've done everything because we still, when we go out, it might be two months, two and a half months between trips. So it's not like something that you do every day. And I, I don't want to screw something up. Yeah, we've had some moments, you and I, because I'm not a checklist person. Mm -hmm. I try to be as best I can, but I tend to not go to the checklist and go line by line. I'm just saying for me, it's helpful. I know. I'm saying that. So ladies, uh, marry somebody who knows how to look at checklists because you know what? It is helpful. (laughs) Yeah. But it's... That's not even a guy thing versus a lady thing. Sometimes the lady is the one who's more. Oh, of course. Yes. I'm saying, but you're a guy and I'm a girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that is correct. Number three for me, researching what a campsite is going to be like before you get there. I think every time that we've booked a place, I've gone online to see what other people have said about the campsite. And to date, I don't think we've had any issue with any campsites. Whereas I think about some other people that we know who have arrived someplace and either the the campsite is so beyond not level that it's been a problem hooking up. I read about sometimes, you know, people trying to get their rigs in certain places. I and mean, we've got so many of these county state beaches near us where people say once your rig is over so many feet, good luck maneuvering it through the campground because some places are just so tight. I get some comfort out of knowing that other people have gone to a place that we're thinking about going to and are able to give us a thumbs up before we get there, be it through TripAdvisor or any of the RV apps that are out there. There's at least a half dozen, if not more. My thought on that is that there are rigs that get to these places and are able to maneuver into whatever spot they're in. So I think that don't limit yourself if you really want to go to a place and you know that people have done it before you, um, but make sure you have enough experience to be able to maneuver through tight spaces because it can get really scary. We had that moment in Santa Barbara where it got super scary. Yeah. Trying to get our rig out of a very tiny space with a fence in front of us and a barely room to maneuver. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a a very nice gentleman trying to help us, but sometimes it can be a little more stressful when people try to help you. But Yeah. (laughs) yeah, the last thing that I have for learning moments is that for somebody who's thinking about getting a trailer or an RV rig, just be prepared to probably spend a few thousand dollars on top of the purchase of your trailer to equip it. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when I think about the additional amount of money we've invested in just the paraphernalia that you need, electric lines, sewer hoses, bedding, the, all the basket stuff that you mentioned that we have inside Mm -hmm. Mm them, probably in the year one, two to three thousand dollars at least yeah you know new batteries we and we had decided that we weren't going to try to bring stuff from the house every time we packed up the uh trailer and then bring it back into the house we decided that we were going to get what the trailer needed even if it was double uh what we already owned and just keep it there and keep it there yeah yeah so now now that we're talking about stuff that we've purchased for it so this is i think another reason why it took me a while for it to feel like home for me because it's one of the last things that we purchased. You had bought a mattress topper. 
Oh, yeah. So prior to that, I had not had a comfortable sleep on the just that mattress that's been in there. It's felt a little kind of like you almost felt the springs in the back or just, it just wasn't comfortable for me. Okay, if you're if you're thinking about buying an RV and you've got an original mattress in this RV, just guarantee that you're going to either buy another mattress or you're going to buy a topper yeah. because there is not one RV mattress that's going to be comfortable. So we hear. But I'll tell you, once you put that mattress topper on, now I sleep like a baby. It's, it's Yeah, I made all the difference. It, it's yeah. like almost mm-hmm. like sleeping on my own bed at mm-hmm. home. So mm-hmm. very comfortable. So that, that I think is my favorite investment that mm-hmm. we've put into it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what's next. So, Well, I kept men- mentioning Vinny. And Vinny is actually another person that we had uh, come across through YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Long, long honeymoon. So Vinny Lamica at North Bay Airstream. We made an appointment to see Vinny <laughs> to work on our Airstream months ago. Uh-huh. And He's we very, are... very, very busy. <laughs> yeah, very popular, I think. And we are less than, I think, four weeks away from our next trip with the Airstream will be mm-hmm. to go see him. Because mm-hmm. we're in a spot right now where we kind of feel like we can't go anywhere because we have two big issues with the rig. One you mentioned was the jack, the jack. all of a sudden, after the last trip, decided not to work anymore. So that's a problem. So that needs to get fixed. And then the last several trips, we've noticed we've got a leak coming from one of the water. Fresh water. Yeah. It's when the city water's hooked up. Yeah. So it's some it's some seal or something. And it could be more. I don't know. We'll have to have, yeah. have, to have Vinny look at it. But we've got a list of, those are the two biggest items we need fixed. Yeah. But since he's going to have it. A whole bunch of other things we want done. I'd like small to, things. All the well, little small things. Yeah. I mean, I do want to get quality tires put on the airstream 15 or 16 inch whatever vinnie recommends okay i'd like to get the uh tire pressure monitor system put into the tires i think that'll be helpful and then we broke somebody somebody broke a cabinet that we need fixed okay so they make everything lightweight in trailers because when you're pulling you don't want to have that much weight in it and i just have to say don't ever put water bottles into a cabinet no water bottles you put like i put them all in there two dozen (laughs) with a lot of weight and the bottom of the cabinet couldn't support it yeah which which, you know we'll get that that fixed fixed. yeah Yeah. and at some point in the next maybe two months or three months we'll have an episode where we talk about what we did get done on the airstream Mm -hmm. and how that worked out Mm mm-hmm I suspect we'll probably have more on the list that we might get done than we will get done. I think one of the last yeah. things that we saw on YouTube that Vinny had done for the, the folks at Long Long Honeymoon was this really neat sealant on the Airstream. So I'd, I'd be interested to find out what that costs. We're probably not going to do that this time, but... Yeah, they said how much it costs. I don't remember. A lot. Like 4000 bucks or I something. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So that's what's coming up next for the Airstream. And then after we get the trailer back from Vinny Lamica, mm-hmm. next places to travel. We've got two places booked. So we have Pismo again, mm-hmm. which uh, is nice because it's not too far away from where we live. Cool weather. It's kind of a neat place mm-hmm. you know, if you like the ocean. And then we're also booked at El Capitan State Beach. Mm-hmm. At Again, the end, at the ocean. Yeah, end of the summer. 
where we will have our generator. But we've got some more booking we need to do because yeah. that's all we have yeah. booked so right, far. Right. So I've right. had an eye on Sequoia National Park, but they're still uh, in COVID mode. So they're, as we're talking today, there's not a single campsite at Lodgepole, at mm-hmm. least in Sequoia, that's been made available yet. So um, we're hoping to get up there this summer. And then uh, we will be booking probably enough to keep us busy at Mm -hmm. least every month or every other Mm -hmm. month throughout the rest of the year once we get the Airstream back. Again, we're one year anniversary. We now own this trailer. So theoretically, we can go anywhere that we can tow our beloved Thai Ariane, as Mm -hmm. we we call her, Mm -hmm. dream destinations. Where would you like to go in the future? Dream destinations? With the trailer. With the trailer. So... Uh, the only question I had is, is am I limited on time? No. I'm not limited on time. No. Okay. Because so I, it's, cause at some point I'm going to yeah. be retired. I want to go to the Appalachian Mountains. Okay. I really want to go there. All right. We can go there. Yes. And not have That's to rent all the way on the East Coast, though. And not have to get a hotel. I've got two things on my list. One would be the area in and around Olympic National Park in Washington. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And probably that coastal drive from... The Oregon coast up into the state of Washington, but once in Washington to Olympic, which is on the coast. Yeah. We've been inland. Now we want mm-hmm. to go on the coast. So mm-hmm. that's one trip. And the second thing, and it's to your point about having unlimited time, at some point when we do have that amount of time to do like as much cross country travel as possible. Yeah. I think it would be neat someday just on a summer, for yeah. example, to spend a month and a half, two months. Yeah, there's certain things we've said in the past, and these are a couple of things that I'd like to do too, if we had unlimited time, is the Route 66. Mm-hmm. And um, that would be really fun to do in, in the trailer. But I also would like to do the Lewis and Clark Expedition route. I think that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. So we have lots of places to see, yeah. lots of places we will go to. For anyone who's thinking about Taking the plunge into the RV world, our recommendation would be jump into the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because we've done it, and I would say for me, because I was the one that was somewhat more apprehensive for a whole lot of reasons, I have no regrets. I have zero regrets. Mm-hmm. So very comfortable with that decision. Yes, me too. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to doing way more travel. I'd like to do some with our grandkids. And get that experience for them, because that's pretty awesome. I just want to be a little bit older. (laughs) So (laughs) it's easier if they're older. Before we close out, just a note that if you go to our website, theplaceswherewego.com, there's a link on the top right that'll take you to YouTube postings. And we've got a few recent YouTube videos that we've been playing with. So if you haven't seen them yet, there's a few that we've posted from our travels in Death Valley, in and around Death Valley. A few more to come from that trip. Mm-hmm. So I uh, just posted one last week. And now we, we've been, since the beginning of the year, continuing with the podcast every other week. And the weeks in between so far have been doing YouTube videos. So we'll, we'll see if we can continue that cadence. We actually do have a very... Probably the craziest our life has been right now Mm -hmm. compared to any time I can remember for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. So we'll try to keep up the cadence. Mm -hmm. It is kind of nuts. Yeah, it will get better, but there's a lot going on. A lot going on. Yeah. But that also makes uh, 
the travel time's enjoyable because it's that opportunity to get away from mm-hmm. the crazy stuff. Yeah. And with that, I have no idea where we're going to go with y'all next time, but you know, come back and we'll, we'll try to be back again in another two weeks. And we've got lots of places that we've been to that we'd love to share with you. And we'll pull, pull something out of the, uh, the experiences that we've had. And with that, thanks for joining us at the places where we go. If you have any comments or info to share with us about travel, you can write us at comments at theplaceswherewego.com. You can also follow us on social media. Right now we're on Twitter and Instagram, both at The Places Where We Go. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you at The Places Where We Go. See you next time. Bye now.